0: This podcast provides a platform to discuss important questions and complex issues, challenge the status quo, and confront the boundaries of the establishment. I'm retired police chief Daniel Hahn. I went from being arrested at 16 to serving over 34 years in law enforcement. My goal is to keep you informed with news not being reported, voices not being heard, and the untold history of how we got here so that we can create a way forward. Welcome to A Way Forward. My special guest today is Antonio Smith. Um, as an artist, he goes by mission. And I don't wanna give too much through myself. I'd like you to talk about it. So um, I really try to always start with somebody's background and right. how they grew up so people yeah. can get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about your upbringing. Yeah. I know you kind of did it in two different places. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about what your upbringing
1: was like and how that formed you. Absolutely, so um, I'm originally from Greenville, Mississippi. The um, First time I got introduced to uh, Sacramento, California, I was nine years old. Complete culture shock. Um, back so in So what s- did
0: you think when you came to Sacramento <laughs> from Mississippi? Like what was the shock
1: <laughs> part? What, what was the shocking? shock part was I seen other races other than black and white. Uh-huh. So coming from the South, literally, all I knew was black and white. If I seen Asian or Mexican, it was like on TV or something. And that really? was few and far between. So I come out here and I'm like, first I see palm trees. I'm like, <laughs> wow, you know? Right. So in Greenville is a small, small town. Uh-huh. And um, so we coming out here to the big city and seeing all these different ethnicities and cool. seeing these different foods. Like all I knew was greens, mac and cheese and fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Now I can eat some Mexican food, a burrito, a taco right. or something like that. So that that was a... A total culture shock. And um you know, it was it took some getting used to. I had an accent at the time, so <laughs> I got teased for that, but people also thought it was funny. So I used that in a way to make friends and you know right, right. certain lingos and stuff that mm-hmm. they hadn't heard. Um, that was I used that as a way to kind of be a class clown and you uh-huh. know kind of make friends and um, mm-hmm. but that also like it, it shaped me like it was a negative thing too because in uh, Sacramento, I was like one way. And then when I went back to Mississippi, it was more rough. It was more, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it was just, I felt alone a lot while I was out there because- In Mississippi? In Mississippi, because we'd come out here for two years and then things would change down there. So I would go back and I'm in a school and I don't know nobody because uh-huh. all my friends are either, that I knew when I was, you know, coming up, either forgot about me or whatever the case may be. So it, it was, it was difficult. So I kind of had like two personalities. Right. You know what I'm saying? In a sense. And how was it? So you got here to Sacramento
0: and I think some of your time was spent in the north area. Yeah. Like Del Paso a lot of Heights. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, in Sacramento, like any other city, if you're not from the Heights or you don't spend any time in the Heights. Right. You have an impression of what the Heights is. Exactly. Which is often different than the people that are there. Yes. Because they know people that are mm-hmm. there. So often from the outside, the Heights has a really bad reputation. Absolutely. And people are scared to even venture in, mm-hmm. yep. but if you go talk to the people, they're very proud about very being proud from the of Heights. It. So yeah. I'm curious how, you know, some of your t- growing up time, how was it in the Heights?
1: Um I in loved it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it, man. Um I went to uh, MLK, uh, Martin mm-hmm. Luther King. Um, and, you know, just my time there and, you know, just growing up around that area, it felt parts of it when I got to know people, it felt like, you know, like home to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I made friends there. Um, People were, you know, I mean, it's rough. You know, if you're in the inner city, it gets rough. But um, people, like, care about where they're from. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they took pride in it. And, you know, it was like a home away from home for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, just growing up, it it made me appreciate, you know what I'm saying, where I was from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, like, I was kind of embarrassed to say I was from, you know, little old Greenville. But it also made me, uh, when I seen how, you know, because the Heights is small and, right. you know. It's a community and it made me proud of where I was from. So, you know, and I learned that from, you know, just people around that area. And we'll talk about this in a minute, but now you've, you're back in Del
0: Paso Heights doing work. And we'll get to that in a second. But, um, so you, uh, a lot of what you do is uh, being an artist and surrounding the music industry, if you will. And we'll get to some of your uh, amazing successes here in a minute, but, you know, it's always interesting to see how people got into what is their passion. Right. And often I find that people didn't intend on going down that road, right. but things happen and they yep. end up with what they're passionate about. And I think you're very passionate about music. So uh, talk a little bit
1: about how you got into it right. and how you stayed into it and yeah. how you've gotten to the level yeah. you're at now. Um, so with, with music and just entertainment, I can just even remember when I was a kid, um, at barbecues or whatever, I would, you know, stand on top of the table. So you were the one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I would be, you know, and and one thing that I knew, um, like I could remember songs really well and uh, do the timing of them right. And then I would see other people trying to, I'm like, bro, you off beat. This is how it's supposed to go. <laughs> so um, I knew, I didn't know it would be rapping. I didn't know it would be actually, actually me getting into it and actually doing it for a career. But I always had a, a special place in my heart for music. And I like I always connected with, you know, the words and the lyrics that the artists were saying, more than just the average person who would listen to music. Right. Like I took it to heart, you know what I'm saying? And um, I would say what really pushed me into music and wanted to actually do it was um, I heard his DMX song, it's called Slippin and Fallin. And when he explained how he didn't have his dad in a song, and like there was stuff that I had like built up into me that I never expressed. And I was like, this is a way that I can express myself. Because this like, song actually touched you this song touched more me. than just a beat. Exactly. It wasn't just what, you know, all the, oh, the beat was the. It was like, no, what he said. He was like, dang, wasn't my fault something I did to make a father leave his first kid? And I was thinking, uh, me not having a father, I was like, I had those feelings, I had those thoughts. And I was like, man, are there other people that have these same thoughts? Right. So I was like, I, I need to share this, I need to, you know say how I'm feeling because I would just bottle it up. I'm from, you know, rough areas, we don't talk about that stuff. Right, right. And it and if we do talk about it, it's going to be in a song. So that was my way of expressing and um I once I once I heard that song, I think I've written written raps before that, but once I heard that song, I knew for sure that I wanted to write music to express myself. I wasn't thinking about, oh, I want to be this big rapper and get paid from it. I was just like this is the way I'm gonna express myself. Gotcha. And uh, <laughs> how I knew I was good at it is my I, my auntie, uh, my auntie Tisha. She um, she is the most honest, brutally honest person <laughs> that <laughs> they I know. Got one of those. Yes. If it's not good, she's gonna tell you it's not good. I ended up recording a song. I didn't even let her hear it. Somehow she heard it, and she came out on her porch. She was like, "That song that you recorded is really good." When she said that. I was like, okay, I can do something. So that
0: actually said, that, like, yeah. her confidence in you made yes, you believe in exactly.
1: it. exactly. Her confidence, that confirmation. I didn't even know I was looking for it. But when she said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Because if oh. my auntie said it's good, <laughs> right, right. it's got to be at least decent. You know? And it's one thing to think, uh, oh, I want to do
0: this, not even necessary for a career yeah. or, or a lifelong thing, but to be able to express myself. And it's another thing to actually be successful at it and Absolutely. be able to – you know, make a living, impact yeah. others, do uh, what DMX did for you exactly to other
1: people exactly.
0: So I know you mentioned uh, uh, someone at the church yeah. that helped you get you know yeah. actual yeah. put your vision to yeah. work. Talk about that. Yeah. A so
1: um, it was uh, Pastor Gonzalez. He was a uh, youth pastor at the time. I was uh, going to uh, Calvary Christian Center in Del Paso Heights. It's always come back around. Death. I was like. And <clears throat> there was this conference that he wanted to do, or that they were doing, they did the conference every year, but they wanted to include the youth. And he had heard that I was doing music and stuff like that. And he wanted me to record a song for FCMI. And I was like, man, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't have any equipment to do it. Mm-hmm. So he actually bought me the, the microphone, uh, the the interface, he bought me everything I needed to record it when I told him, I said, can I record my own music on this as well? He said, no, it's yours. Just, just do what I ask you to and do for and it.
0: Let me back up just a second. When yeah. you said at that time,
1: yeah. when you said,
0: can I record my own music? Yeah, It wasn't necessarily church music. It wasn't church music at all. About, yeah, which yeah. is why you asked the question. <laughs> <I'm
1: sure. laughs> That's why I had that. Yeah, I was talking about some crazy <laughs> right, stuff, right. man. I, I was and not doing none of it. it. He was still good with it because he knew that I had the talent and he just wanted to invest in me. And this was his way of doing it because he believed in me as well. And he, you know, he saw charismatic and you know mm-hmm. and things like that, mm-hmm. and he's he's heard a few bars or whatever, and this was his way of saying, um, "I'm not necessarily trying to change you. I just want you to go forward in what you're doing." And um, that. But in that, reality, now you do a lot of Christian rap. Exactly. So, like, yeah. So his, his confidence
0: in you and his exactly. uh, helping you yeah. see your vision actually. Yeah.
1: You know, I, maybe think, I think I think he that in, in his mind the yeah. whole time. And we believe in some see time and harvest and. If you plant those seeds, you know, in time, you will reap a harvest. And that was his way of investing was planting that seed and, like, hey, let's just do the music. And then, you know, eventually he knew I would come back because I was around the right people. I had the right mentors um, and things like that. So he knew eventually this was just a phase of me talking about, you know, selling cocaine. I've never sold cocaine a day in right. my life. <laughs> but you were talking about. <laughs> but it, I was talking talk- about it. Right. So he knew that was just a phase. And like I said, seed time of harvest. And now I'm actually a, a Christian hip-hop artist. Um, been that for 10 years now. Let me go back to something you just said. You mm-hmm. you mentioned I had the right people around me.
0: Mm-hmm. I had mentors. Absolutely. And I think so many times, especially in some of our communities mm-hmm. that we grew up in, um, we don't want to admit that. Yeah. We, we I mean, we we want to act like we're strong on our yeah. own and we, yeah. we don't need – talk. Uh, Talk a little bit about what those mentors you mentioned right. um, did for you, how it um, kept you maybe out of selling yeah. cocaine as yeah. opposed to just talking about it. Right. Um, how, how did those mentors, those people, whether it be your auntie or mm-hmm.
1: whoever the other mentors you were referring to, mm-hmm. helped you on your path? Yeah. I, I think um, I, I say I'm blessed because the people that, were in my, that are in my life, they, they always gave me room to grow. So I think a lot of times when we talk mentors, um, a lot of youth see it as just somebody else to tell them what not to do. Mm-hmm. And of course they told me right from wrong, but they still allow me to grow. They still allow me to bump my head. And <clears throat> when I when I try to mentor and when I approach uh, the youth, I come from that. Aspects like, hey, I'm not judging you. I'm not trying to get you to stop what you're doing. I'm just trying to get you to see another perspective um, and another way of doing things. And that that's how it, it shaped me because I had a daughter at 17 years old, and those mentors they didn't turn their backs on me. They didn't say, "See, this is what I told you." They they were stern with me. It was like, hey, now you did that. Now okay, now you got some responsibility. Now you got, some <laughs> <laughs> now you, got you know now you got to get to it. Right and. Um, since that age, you know, I've always longed for a father, and there's always men in my life that I can look up to. So I never had an excuse to really go off the ledge because, yeah, sure, a father wasn't there, but I also had a church community that I can look at guys who was doing the right thing right. and, you know, kind of model my life after that. And uh, my mentor at 17 is still my mentor today. Wow. Um, yeah. And I, I, I believe good. in, you know, I just believe in that, man. I believe in having people who can, you know, Tell me, hey, man, you tripping. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's look at it this way. Instead not this of just, way. exactly. Oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings or, exactly. He's successful, so
0: I need to exactly. just kind of, <laughs> exactly. Well, and you, what was the pastor's name, Rodriguez? Uh, Pastor Gonzalez. Pastor, Pastor Gonzalez. Carlos, yeah. So you mentioned mentors giving you space to bump your head. Yeah. It it sounds like that's what he did, right? Yeah. Like, n- not right or wrong. Yeah. But I don't know if all uh, pastors or deacons mm-hmm. or, uh, officials in the church knowing what kind of music you were doing at right. the time would be okay with giving you equipment to absolutely not <laughs> not, not only do what they asked you to do but yeah. also continue to do this other music. Some right. might have told you, "Well, I'm not gonna absolutely. get equipment to do that." Yeah. But uh, and now we see full circle as you just said, ten years at least of doing yeah. Christian
1: uh, artistry, yes, yeah, sir, in music. And uh, even even uh, sorry to cut you off, but even some pastors don't even agree with Christian hip hop because of the negative connotation that comes with hip hop music. And they don't understand or see how it can be positive or impactful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that, you know, I, I've seen some stats that uh, people are kind of walking away from the church these days. And I always wonder, you know, uh, with anything, do we keep up with society today versus society of yesterday kind of thing? So, um, so uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of your successes. Uh, I've heard that LeBron has uh, tweeted out one of your songs, that Nike has used some of your yeah. songs. So I'm just thinking yeah. from a young guy, how old were you when the, when the uh, Pastor Gonzalez gave you the equipment? Was I 14, 15? So 14, not, yeah. even, <laughs> not, not even an older teenager, yeah. a young teenager. So from the time of this uh, belief in you, this gift in yeah. you, but also, he's getting something from you too. He's right. getting a song or whatever. Yeah. From that time to now, where you have a corporation like Nike, mm. um, you know, somebody that's as world famous as LeBron, uh, utilizing your music. How did yeah. you get from 14 years old doing a song for a church <laughs> and singing about stuff you weren't even yeah. doing to a time where mm. these these multi million yeah. dollar corporations and people are yeah. Are finding value in you, yeah, and and because they wouldn't be using it if they didn't think nah, it brought them
1: value. Right. So clearly, <laughs> yeah, uh, so how, how did that
0: happen? Yeah. Like that, I, that's
1: pretty incredible. Yeah. I um, and thank you. I, I would say uh, consistency and and um, long suffering and you know just being just knowing that you know what I'm doing eventually will pay off, mm-hmm. and because like you talk about from that time to that time. And this is literally just recently. So in between that, you know, there was a few successes here and there, but a lot of times feeling like I just, man, maybe I should try doing something else um, because I, I kind of put my all into this, you know? Um, so from that time, it was a lot, of, a lot of losses, a lot of fails, a lot of feeling like um, I shouldn't be doing this, a lot of, you know, um, second thinking, second, second guessing myself. Um, but literally, like you spoke on it a little bit, like how times have changed. Like, so before you you had to go and hopefully somebody can hear your CD or try to go outside of a record label. But now you don't even need a record label. Like I'm not signed, I, um, I have my own label, but I'm an independent artist. And literally you can just throw music up on the and internet. you wouldn't have been able to do that 20 years ago. No. <laughs> yeah. So now you, with the internet is so powerful. Literally, I've seen people be a nobody artist and then somebody picks their song up and it goes viral. Now all of a sudden they're one of the biggest artists. Mm -hmm. So literally that's what happened with this song. Marvelous. Mm -hmm. Literally I I released the song three months prior to uh, the Kansas city chiefs is who actually picked it up first. And I thought the song was over because now it's such a microwave generation. It's like, Hey, if it's it's hot after that, we moving on. Mm -hmm. And I released it three months prior and then just, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at, at the house and then my wife sends me a text that somebody sends her, one of our good friends, and it's like the Kansas City Chiefs just picked up your song. The song and When had, you say picked up, like what are they, so did they, So they played it at games or? Yeah, they're, how, they're playing how, it on their TikTok, which has it was like oh wow, probably got 24 million yeah, followers on yeah. it. And so their most viewed video had like 12 million. When they posted my song, their most viewed video was a song that they posted. I mean, the video they posted with my song went up to thirteen million. So now, thirteen million people
0: just heard my song. Yeah,
1: yeah. So now it just (laughs) so it has sixty sound uses, and then it goes. It's like at like nine thousand now. But it didn't stop at the Kansas City Chiefs. It didn't stop. Nike Mm -hmm. used it. Uh, LeBron James. I'm look. I'm, LeBron James is my favorite player, by the way. So when people seen it, they knew how hype I was. So um, actually, my daughter was saying she was like that. That would be crazy if LeBron use it. I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> so next thing you know, I wake up and I was like, and I hear the song, and I'm like staring at it, and I'm like, is this LeBron James? Like he was rating some shoes or something like that. I'm like, this is crazy. And the song's playing. The as song is playing shoes. as he's rating shoes. And See, this is all new. I'm an old head, so I, I, <laughs> I don't understand how any of this stuff works. I'd be horrible it's, in this yeah, business. Yeah, nah, it is uh-huh. um the Chicago Bears used it and the the players in the uh the locker room after a win dancing to the song. They post it up. It goes, it's just uh-huh. it's just so much. And, and so what does marvelous <coughs> talk about? Marvelous What's the song about it's saying, I feel marvelous, I feel great. Um, and literally I'm talking about um, you know, I said I uh, used to put Push a mop now on the shop. It's talking about elevation. Wow. It's talking about you know, you know whatever circumstance you're going through right now. It's cool. Just have a marvelous day. And and how do you have a marvelous day? You, you stay positive. You good vibes, good energy. You know, pray whatever you know whatever your advice is. And so, how if if there is somebody left that has not heard <laughs> this song, it sounds like
0: all these people with millions of followers right. have already done. It. So most people probably already heard it, but. Like if there's somebody out there that has not heard yeah. "Marvelous," how would they what what would they have to do to to yeah. listen to it? Like if they w- listen to this podcast today
1: and said, "I man, I got to check that song out." Yeah, how would they do that? So um, any anywhere you can download or stream music, that's Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Google Play, anywhere you can get music. All you have to do is type in "mission" and then the song title is "Marvelous," and it will pop up. Same thing with YouTube. Awesome. Same thing with TikTok. Instagram, wherever you wherever you can listen to music, app the song is there. And then not to uh, not
0: that this is all about money, but yeah. um, you know, once if a corporation like a Nike or somebody right. picks it up and uses it in a commercial or something yeah. like that, then you they have to pay you absolutely. for your artistry, yeah, right? Your absolutely. work, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, artists, if there are any artists uh, watching this, it is so important to have, and that's what we teach in in um, in our foundation as well. is like it's important to have your paperwork right and what i mean by paperwork is making sure that your song is registered with sound exchange making sure it's registered with ascap or bmi that way when nike comes after your song they have but it, it, if the song is just out there and you don't have your paperwork right the back end stuff right then they can just use it and you won't be paid for it but you know luckily i've been doing it for a minute so i know any song that i drop is registered it's it's um you know i get our publishing nobody owns my publishing um, all of that stuff is taken care of before I drop the song. So imagine if I wouldn't have taken care of that, and then now right. I'm trying to scramble and go do it. Because you never know what song is going to blow. You never know what song is going to so go. I'm so glad you said that, because yeah. I think so many people see
0: people like yourself once you become successful, exactly. right? They didn't see these failures and these mm-hmm. roadblocks that you talked about a second yeah. ago. They just see you once you. Once exactly. LeBron is, yeah. is using your music. and. So one, people that are interested in being an artist might think, okay, all I need to do is have a successful song, and and they might have the bomb song, but yep. then not be able to profit from it. Exactly. Um, so I'm I'm very glad you you said there's a lot of back in behind the scenes work sure. you have to do to be successful yes. in any uh, business like this. I I think you see so many times in sports, in music, and all these. Industries that are like entertainment industries, people Absolutely. going broke. Yep. Uh, or or you think that person had five hit songs. How come yep. they're broke? And, and a lot of times I think it's because the business end yeah. wasn't yeah.
1: solid. Yeah, right? they're not they, they are taking care of it. Cause it's like a lot of people think and I know people or have known people like it's like, hey, if I blow up, then I'll handle it. And it's like, nah, man, if you like you gotta handle it first, <laughs> you gotta handle it first, especially <laughs> if you have the the resources and the opportunity. Right. It is so easy. And I think that's what um, when people say they want to be artists. When you've come in and say they want to be artists, then we start talking all this other technical stuff. That's like, oh no, I just want to make the song. (laughs) And it's like, nah, (laughs) this is what goes into it. This is a you know, like you said, people just see the LeBron, right? You know, they just see the video, but they don't see the hours and hours it took to shoot the video to make the song the paperwork that you gotta fill out, you know, to make sure that you squared away. Which brings me
0: to uh, last couple questions. And one, you, um, you're not just, uh, you know, I guess the term would be blowing up in terms of some of your songs. Um, I actually, before I even get to this question, we're in Sacramento. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I lived here when the Sacramento Kings came to Sacramento from okay. Kansas City. I lived here long before we had any professional yeah. sports teams. Um, so I've been here from the beginning and the Kings have become uh, a, a big part of Sacramento Absolutely. and a big part of Sacramento's identity outside of Sacramento. Yep. And I just learned before we jumped on that you uh, <laughs> uh, also made a,
1: a song for the Kings called Sacktown Kings. Talk yeah. a little bit about how that came about. Yeah, it was it was a um, I, I know someone who works. Um, he works for the Sacramento Kings. He's been working for him for years. And it just dawned on me one day is like, man, I've been to Sac maybe I should make a song for him. So what I did was I just uh, hit my producer, shout out to KAG. He actually produced Marvelous as well. Okay. Um, so he, um, I hit him and I was like, hey man, we should do a song for the Sacramento Kings. And he was like, all right. So he just made a beat. And literally I just took all the players names and flipped them and used some clever lines. And I sent it to my connect at the Sacramento Kings. It was perfect timing. It was like, oh, this is actually great because we're finna do a Jersey change and the jerseys were gonna say sack town. And the song was saying, rep my city, I'm a Sacktown town king. So it fit perfectly. So they had me change a couple lyrics. But they used it. They used it. And this
0: wasn't a thing, the king's coming to you. No. This is you being proactive. Exactly. Knowing what gifts you have. Exactly. And
1: reaching yep. out yep. and
0: seeing if you would work for this big organization. I imagine you've probably done that multiple times in your yeah. life and some of them were successful. <laughs> And some of them yeah. just went a nowhere. A lot of them
1: were successful, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this one was. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so uh, it only there's takes one. There's some a lot too, like just your own drive, exactly, right? and your own. So um, now, even with all this success and this knowledge that you have about the business side, in addition to the gift that you, you know, do through your artistry, you now uh, do and are trying to expand right. the ability to uh, reach young people mm-hmm. and help them achieve what you've achieved, if Exactly, that's their dream, yeah. right? And I think you have more than just artistry in your in yeah. in your in your plans, but
1: talk a little bit about what you do at the SAC Youth Center up in the North area and where yeah. you wanna go. Yeah, um, SAC Youth Center gave me opportunity to, um, I wanted to build a studio, um, I didn't have anywhere to do it, so the SAC Youth Center opened their doors. And uh, me and my wife just started a nonprofit. It's called the All of You, None of Me Foundation. And what it is, we want to give kids the opportunity. Say the nonprofit again? All of You, None of Me Foundation. And how is that? Is it you have a website or somebody? Yes, can go? yes. What? You can go to um, allofyounoneofme.com. Okay. Or okay. A-O-Y-N-O-M.com. Okay. Yeah. And so you're back at the Youth Center? <laughs> back at the Youth Center, Um, I just, one day I woke up and it's like, hey, I want to build a, build a uh, a studio where kids can come, it can be safe. It can be, you know, somewhere they can come and learn about music. Cause I would guarantee you, if you put 10 kids in here, at least seven of them tried or want to think they want to do music. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to build a space. So uh, I literally raised $30,000 to be able to get the equipment um, just off of word of mouth, just off of relationships I, I've known. And uh, the SAC Youth Center was already there. I told them my vision for it and they, So you have a a studio there now? Absolutely. Where people can record stuff? People can record. (laughs) And learn the business side of it. The back end end that you The back back end. (laughs) Exactly. We'll teach Mm -hmm. them how to upload the song, how to publish it, how to get it registered, and everything for free. So why do all that? Like I'm sure you... I mean, there's
0: only so many hours in the day that you could probably spend making more Mm -hmm. songs like Marvelous to build your wealth and Mm -hmm. your children's wealth and all this. Why... Take the time to raise 30 grand and studio and teach young people
1: about this backend stuff, the, the mm-hmm. music stuff, all this. Pastor Gonzalez, he did it for me. And this wow. is my way. And, and, and I know like, man, there's other kids who will do even greater, even more than I'm doing. So it, you know, it's a, it's a call to action. It's a call to, you know, I th- like the music and stuff is good, but I feel like this is more my purpose you know what I'm saying to to give back and to be able to help in a way I can cuz I don't got to make millions right. I don't got to make a I don't have to be a billionaire to help another kid who's just in Del Paso Heights who may some you know have to use other resources and I know for me just in my life a lot of people have given me help given me opportunity back to those mentors back to those mentors and I just want to be that for somebody else so I know you have talked about maybe
0: even expanding beyond yeah. music and things yep. but what, yeah yeah what what do you want to expand to
1: yeah. and again why? Yeah. We man, I wanted to be able to do trades. I want to be able to do sports. A lot like I didn't have it coming up. I didn't have the money to go invest into some studio equipment or my brother when he was doing sports, he, we didn't have the money to go get a trainer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And but there were people in my life who was like, Hey, I know you don't have it, but I'm gonna help you. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many kids who are out here talented. It can't be just music. Some kid may wanna be a plumber right. or a barber, and like, hey, let's help you, you know, open up a barber shop, or you know, it's it's more than just just music, and you know, just you know, with, with my my faith background, Christian, you know, you just care about people, um, and I think that's the most important thing to God is His people. So, um, if His, if the, if I believe in God, and the most important thing to Him is His people, mm-hmm. then that should be important to me as well. So, and I've seen that demonstrated throughout my whole life people caring about other people. So this is my way of doing that. Awesome. Um, So,
0: you know, what would you say to somebody that, uh, especially in a neighborhood like where the youth center is in Del Paso Heights, North Sacramento. um, See, this is the problem with these young people in neighborhoods like this is they all wanna be rappers and (laughs) in the music industry, as opposed to buckling down this is like a pipe dream. Yeah. Just tell these young people to go to school, <laughs> graduate from high school, go to college, did it, get a degree, and then after all that, if they still want to do yeah. something like this, then they can come yeah. to uh, 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 Antonio and <laughs> and you know try out these dreams. Yeah. But this is the problem. They need yeah. to just go to school and yeah. and stop all this
1: right. madness.
0: Yeah. What, like, what would you just say to say somebody that I, I, feels that way?
1: I would. I, for one, I'd say they're out of touch for sure, because you see now, like you can, what's, what I'm gonna pay $100,000 for in college, I can learn on YouTube. Um, so uh, it's like, we've been told that, it's almost like preaching to the choir at this point. We've been told that, and we've seen people who've went that route and ended up coming back doing what they love. Mm-hmm. So we gotta tell people to do what they love and find, find it out. And it's gonna take time because I know a lot of people who went to college right out of high school and they're not doing what what they, what they thought they were yeah, gonna what because yeah. you're gonna as you, <laughs> as you grow <laughs> as you get older um, so I would just tell them to be patient and like have some some grace and let them figure it out like you figured it out because that may have worked for you but we live in a different a day and age like I said I posted a song and it just went right you never know like don't 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 tell them they they shouldn't do that hey okay well, let's have some, you know, let's have a conversation about it. All right, that's what you want to do. What's your game plan? I was just talking to my wife about this earlier. My daughter wants to do to hair. I was like, okay, well, what's her game plan? Right. You know what how I'm saying? She get there. How do you get there? I think that should be the conversation that we're having is like, how are you going to get there? Some people need to go to college <laughs> because right. they don't have a game plan or they don't have the, the work ethic. Yeah, so it's not college is bad. Yeah, it's not that it college just doesn't is fit bad. for everybody. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Well, I just saw, I,
0: I don't know, it might have been a month ago uh, on the news that Google. I guess traditionally for, I don't know what jobs, but to work for Google had traditionally required a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And this news show was like, they're dropping that requirement. Yeah. Like in my brother, uh, went to Berkeley and got a degree in computer science, worked his whole life in technology. I couldn't even tell you exactly (laughs) what he did because I don't understand none of it. But, um, I remember him telling me that most of the people he worked with did not have degrees. Wow. Like he had a degree, but like. He's like, if you know how to program, or you know how to do what—that's that what, the, that's what yeah. they care about. They mm-hmm. don't—they just care. Can you produce? Yep. yep. Um, and I think sometimes, whether it's some of our colleges or or society, sometimes has not evolved yep. with that. Like mm-hmm. there's, and so what? Correct me if I'm wrong. What I think I hear you saying is, um, that traditional route of school, 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 school through college and all that, is is good, but it might not fit everybody. Man, but I what you're it. But what I don't hear you saying is, if you're not gonna go to college, here's this easy route for you. Because <laughs> right. what I, I think I hear you saying is that there's a lot of work on this route, exactly. Too. It might not be yeah. in a classroom, exactly Monday, Wednesday, saying. and Friday, yeah. from yeah. 10 to noon for mm-hmm. your math class, yeah. but you're in a class in your studio exactly. in the North
1: area, you gotta put learning the, work the back end yeah. and all that. Is, would yeah. I be right on that? I will, you're 100%, there is no easy route. There is no easy route. Whatever you do, Especially owning a business or starting something from right. from scratch, it's gonna be work. It's either you're gonna do this work or you're gonna do that work, or you're gonna fall in the middle to where you're struggling for the rest of your life, and you know you're just working for someone else, and it's not really it's a, it's a dead end. Um, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's either way, you're gonna work. So right, I just chose the route. Like, hey, I rather work for myself and mm-hmm. you know build something. And it, even I even thought about gaming when you were saying about uh, what would I say to them because back in the day. My mom would say, you ain't going to make no money uh, gaming. Right, right. But now you can't say that because a 13-year-old no, kid made $3 million playing a game. That's crazy. <laughs> so it's just like things have I can't changed. Even, I can't. <laughs> playing a game, $3 million. Yeah, I'm trying to justify that with what I was always <laughs>
0: told growing up. Like, yes. I think my mom would have – I mean, my mom was very supportive of it open person but I think if yeah. I told her I want to be a gamer <laughs> she might be like, "Okay, baby." That,
1: that might be good, but uh <laughs> did you see the Gran Turismo movie? That just came no, out. No, I've
0: I heard of it, obviously. I have yeah, not seen it. Yeah.
1: That was a game. so it was a kid playing a game. He they they made it uh virtual and then right. he's actually a real race car driver now. <laughs> it's crazy. So it you got to look at stuff like that and right. somebody they're just out of touch. So one of the, the last thing I want to ask you is um Somebody
0: that grew up partly in Mississippi and Mm -hmm. partly in Sacramento and the North area. Um, You you know, we have a lot of conversations. It's it's really the reason why we created A Way Forward. And it's really about listening to different people's experiences and their opinions about uh, the way things are and how to move forward in order for people to have more knowledge to make better decisions of how we can make tomorrow better for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to end with, what What do you, you know, we're, we're in a time right now where there's protests mm-hmm. every day about, well, right now about Israel and Hamas yeah. and Palestine, about equity in our country. We've gone through the last four or five years of social justice protests um, that weren't just about law enforcement. I right. mean, that was part of what they're part about, of- but they're also about equity in the neighborhoods like yeah. where you grew up. Yeah um and this isn't the first time this has happened in this country this has happened numerous times before where people are trying to point out uh the inequities of society and and how um you know that it's unacceptable to certain groups of people seems like it's maybe more frequent now Mm -hmm. than it's been in the past um and so I'm curious your thoughts of what we as a society, I know this is a big question, yeah. but um, like what are some of the things that we should be thinking about in order to make tomorrow better for all people, mm-hmm. not just the select few that yeah. are in power and have influence and right. in finances?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's conversations like this hearing people's um, opinions, hearing and and not coming in with um, like, hey, I'm gonna change your opinion. or I'm gonna change how you look at it. and and having these conversations and understanding, hey, what it is, what is it that you want? Okay, this is this is what I'm trying to do. Okay, how can I help you? Or even if I can't help you, how can, you know, we coexist? How can, you know, things work together? If they can't work together, how can you work over there and I work over here without it being a conflict? Right. And I think having these conversations like this and having grace for people and understanding we come from different backgrounds, we come from different cultures and understanding is like, hey, that's the way you do it. That doesn't mean it's wrong. I just, it's just like a different method. Same message, different method. And just coming to an understanding, which is hard because sometimes- yeah. it, <laughs> People got more opinions down exactly. than ever before, I think. <laughs> which is hard, but at least, you know, having a conversation and at least trying to understand where, so me coming from Mississippi, like I said, it was a culture shock. The way that people just do things down there still is totally different. But I have the opportunity to see how they do it and understand it, see how they do it and understand it and try to, how do I move forward with with both of these, you know, these ways. This is wrong, this is wrong, this is right. You know, you can take, you know, it's just, just saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. So <clears throat> taking that approach when you you talk to somebody or taking that approach when you you're in politics or, you know, and all that type of things, things like that. So that's what I'll say is, man, having these conversations and going in with the with the goal of like, all right, let me at least understand. It. And if I can't understand, how can I empathize with this person?
0: Well, I've I've
1: pretty much this whole
0: talk, I've heard you talk about partnerships and collaboration is Absolutely. how you have gotten to the point where you're at the first, you know, partnerships, beliefs like your aunt yeah. telling you, hey, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the pastor, Gonzalez giving you a shot, even though he probably didn't agree with all the right. things you were saying <laughs> in your songs. Um wow. And then you even talked about even with the Kings, you called a, a producer or somebody yeah. to help you put that song together, right? It yep. wasn't just you with the words and the and the yeah. beats and all that. You needed somebody else, yeah. yep. including the Kings. Yep. Uh, and then the Red uh, the Chiefs, um, which by the way, this is the first time I've ever mentioned the Chiefs. I'm a Raiders fan. Okay. So I, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I know that. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I even allowed <laughs> that on here. But, uh, um, it was partnerships and collaboration that helped you get to where you're at at mm-hmm. every step. And you were clearly open to those things. Absolutely. So I think that's awesome. So I wanna close today by, uh, you know, I always have in my mind, if somebody was listening to this mm-hmm. and you inspired them to either do music or to go find your music or to utilize some of what you have to offer at the SACU Center. So let's just start with the SACU Center. If there's somebody out there that goes, your man, he just touched me. This is what I want to do, but I don't know how to do anything, yeah. right? I don't know the back end stuff. I don't know the business. And so they wanted to come mm-hmm. to the youth center and you know, have you be their mentor. How mm-hmm. would, how would yeah. they contact the youth yeah. center or you or how would yeah. they get that started?
1: Yeah, so um, easy to find. Um, all my social media is Mission Is Music. So at Mission Is Music, um, you can DM me. Um, we also have um, A-O-Y, N-O-M, I'm gonna say that slow. A-O-Y-N-O-M-M-G, um, at A-O-Y-N-O-M-M-G. You can DM us there, and we get back with people. Or you can also, you can email me at bookmission1 at gmail.com. I'm good with getting back with people. I try to, you know, stay on top of it, me and the team. So And I
0: assume those are the same
1: places they can find all your music. Too. Exactly. So it's all, it's all, we try to, we want them to be able to go to one place and be able to find everything. And also, you can come down to the Sacramento Youth Center. We offer classes. Uh, Tuesday and Thursday from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. You come in, um, you go to the front, you sign up for the class and you we got our slots. And where's that at? That's uh, 1901 Del Paso Boulevard. Um, and It's the Sacramento Youth Center. It's a big sign, say Sacramento Youth Center. You go there, um, they'll sign you up and either I'll be there or somebody uh, to represent, um, the foundation will be there. You can come in, you do music for free, you can record, you can learn. Um, business you can you know whatever you sign up for that hour we'll be able to teach and if the good thing about it is if from one to six if no one is signed up you can you can have that whole time because we'll be there regardless yeah that's awesome all right so
0: um if you had one thing to say to young people right now that they don't necessarily know they want to do music. They have mm-hmm. no idea what they want yeah. to do, right? They're 14 years old, yeah. like you you were. Uh, fortunately for you, well, you didn't even know you wanted to do it I for didn't. like a living kind of right. thing. It was just, that was yeah. your way of expressing you. Mm-hmm. What, like, what? somebody that's worked with young people and, and desire to continue to work with young people, what would you tell that young yeah. person that's going, you know, I got all these polls on me and I don't yeah. know exactly what I want to do. Uh, what
1: would you tell them? Yeah. I would tell them uh to try it. Whatever is a lot of a lot of a lot of people that I know too that wanted to do music or wanted to do whatever, they never tried it because of whatever fears or whatever you know circumstances it was. Um, we talked about the partnerships and all that. This stuff came just for me just walking it out, trying it every single day and trying this and doing that. So I think just try it. If that's if you say you want to be a plumber, if you say whatever it is you want to do try it because you might try it and you may not like it. Right. And then the sooner you try it, you may, now it's time to move on to something else. You know what I'm saying? And you do that while you're young. Don't have kids and all that type of stuff um, because now you got somebody else to depend on. Um, Try it while you're young. If you want to be an artist, try it. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be, whatever it is, try it. Get it out the way because you may fall in love with it. If you fall in love with it, now you can go all in on it. But if you fall out of love with it, you may have tried it for 10 months, like, ah, I don't like this. Try something else. Because you're growing constantly, and the best is to do it when you're young.
0: Well, and like you said, you might be in love with the idea of you being up on stage and performing, <laughs> but have no clue yep. about the other stuff. When you learn about mm-hmm. it, you decide,
1: I don't want yeah. to do this. Yep. Stories all the time. Yeah. Where people was like, hey, man, I I, I thought I wanted to be an artist, but actually, I want to be a... Uh, a person who manages the artist, right. or actually I want to be behind the scenes. Like my producer that uh, produced Marvelous and um, the King. You guys switch roles. Yeah. That would be it bad. Would all be bad. bad. <laughs> it would be bad. <laughs> For but both of you. He wants to be behind the scenes. He said, he's like, bro, I don't want to be on the stage. I don't want to be, right. but he's killing it in that part of his life. Which is awesome. He found what, yeah. what yeah. excites him. And it's it just try it. Just try
0: it. Last question. So if there's somebody out there or an organization or a company that loves what you said and wants to support Mm -hmm. all the things that you do, especially in the community with helping kids. Um, What is the best way for them to explore what they could do to help with you? Is that one of these sites you gave or like, how could they get in touch with you if they wanted to help not utilize your services, but help you be able
1: to do more? um, I would encourage them to go to aoynom.com and uh, on there, they could sign up to be a volunteer Um, one of the biggest thing we need is funding. (laughs) So if they want to donate, if they, you know, they can do all that on the site. It it tells them exactly what we do, um, how we do it, why we do it. And, um, and they can also reach out to me on those other platforms that I said as well. If they want to have more of a direct conversation, I go get coffee with people. I have conversations. I don't mind doing that at all. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey man, I, I, I'm so
0: glad you're in my city. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, thankful that now I'm gonna have some stuff to research on right. online of stuff yeah. I never know how to do. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna learn some stuff myself after yeah. this. But um, lastly, just thank you for what you, uh, not just being successful, but being successful and then doing what was done for you, so, for other people. Cause I think that's critical of how we make tomorrow better Is is we help each other. Cause nobody, so cool. I don't care how successful the person is, mm-hmm. Most successful person in the world didn't right. do it by themselves. Not at all. There's no. There's nobody on this earth that did it by themselves. Right. So thank you. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Sweet. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for the platform for having me. One sure. of the big purposes of a way forward is to hear different voices and different opinions, because that is how we can make informed decisions ourselves. So if you are someone that would like to come on a way forward to express your opinion, go to chiefhahn.com forward slash podcast chief hahn.com forward slash podcast.